Hello, Merlin. How are you doing today? Do, 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 doing pretty, pretty, pretty good, Dan. Doing, pre- I got a lot going on. Dan, I don't know what you want to talk about this week, but I got a lot of projects uh, going on. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> like what? <laughs> well, I mean, up until 30 seconds ago, I was using a different, uh, I don't know if you call it a DAW. I was using a different dingus. What were you using before and what are you using now? Well, I'm using now, oh God, this is really inside baseball. We'll cut this out for the final. Um, yeah, I mean, the show will never, show will never air. Um, this, uh, I, I have uh, long used the, what do you, so USB Pre 2, is that a DAW? Yeah, oh, no, absolutely. I always get it wrong, right? No, it's a preamp. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's right there in the name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Since Christ was a corporal, I've been using the Emacs of DAWs, which yeah. is uh, the USB Pre 2 has so many dip switches. I've been using that, <clears throat> and uh, I keep trying different things, but keep coming back to this. But uh, I decided to take a flyer because I kind of want an extra DAW thing to have at home for recording things. Yeah, no, it's nice to have. Yeah, because like in a pinch, or you just never know. You might have to bug out. You know what I'm saying? You might need you might need your one bag, and you might need to do the yeah. You know, Friend of the show, John Roderick says you should you should keep a small backpack, <laughs> and mine might have the Focusrite Vocaster Two in it. I'm playing wow. with that now because you might have to in the apocalypse. You, have, you might have to podcast with a guest. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is crazy boring, and yet I don't care. Uh, I saw Dan Morin writing about this, and I like the Focusrite Scarlet. It was not enough of a huge improvement over the USB Pre 2, but I got the Focusrite Vocaster 2. Love the Scarlets. Love yeah. the Scarlets. Well, I think this is a relatively new one, and it's really cool in that it's, I guess you could argue that for 10 years, almost everything that you put on your desk for recording is a podcasting uh, a bit of podcasting equipment, but this is very much for people who do podcasts, I think. Yeah. Are you up to date on this, the Vocaster 2, and what's cool about it? I have seen the Vocaster 2, not in person. I haven't used it, but it is very, 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 very cool. First of all, I love, really I love everything simple. from Focusrite. Well, Dan, I think something we, we have in common, and probably it's a little bit of a, I don't know, a geek thing, is like if there's something that you can entrust to hardware you, you want to interest it yes, to hardware? Yes, I am very much a hardware over software person anytime well, that I can be. be. Yeah, so Vocaster just, just oh, God, it's so boring. You know what? Let's come back to it when I'm actually doing no, something I with it. Uh, okay, but I got other things too. I got projects. So what's neat about this is, uh, uh, I'll put it in notes, um, Focusrite makes this great stuff. Vocaster 1 is basically for recording with one mic. Vocaster 2, Carmen says one mic, and here there are two. Mm-hmm. You can have, you have two separate XLRs for host, and it's actually labeled host and guest. Uh-huh. It's got two separate, you know, headphone jacks, so no splitting required. No. Um, it's, uh, and then it's got stuff like, it's, it's, got, it's got a loopback. Loop. And so you can use it with Rogue Amoeba's app called Loopback, or sure. you could just say, hey, whatever audio is coming from my Mac, put it right into this thing. Right in there. And they bury this kind of at the bottom of the PDF, but uh, to, to, for my interest, but like there's a great chart that shows you like what each of the, there's actually like, I don't want to go look it up. I think there's some, actually like 16 discrete tracks or pseudo tracks, which is really fascinating. So like DAW input numbers one through 14. <clears throat> So like, you know, one of them's a video call left and right, one show show mix left and right, 
host mic, guest mic, auxiliary in, Bluetooth. You can do Bluetooth in, or you can do uh, with one of those little uh, triple-notch cables, a TRRS or whatever mm-hmm. it's called. Mm-hmm. I think that's the D&D people. <laughs> and uh, then you get loopbacks also. And um, I mean, if you're going to do like a big-time podcast, you're probably going to want a full-on, I don't know, a desk. Like you're going to want a full-on, you know, thing with separate faders for all of these. Maybe not, maybe not. But you're not telling us about the two coolest things about this thing. Well, uh, the only thing I was going to add, and you tell me, but I was going to say that with that said about hardware, it does have its own pretty good software. And so the software runs betwixt you speaking into your, uh, your mic and it getting to the thing. It runs on your Mac. And that does stuff like lets you assign different kinds of things, lets you turn on the phantom power or whatever it's called, the 48V button. Um, but it also has stuff like you can like, it'll do auto gain. So you just talk for 10 seconds and it sets your mic to what it thinks is the best volume. Mm-hmm. There's stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then there's some other stuff. I'm so, oh yeah. And then of course it has the stuff like you and all my producers hate, which is like, it, you can do a little bit of enhancement. Yeah, Make this do warm. Don't oh do man, it. you guys break my heart. Don't do it. All right. Well, I was going to surprise you with radio voice, but but these are not even the coolest things. You're still these not, are not even, even the coolest not things. Even the We're coolest talking here things. about talking about the vocaster. <clears throat> the coolest thing, one of the coolest things, is the Bluetooth connectivity to this. So which you, to, which totally works. I, yes. I just got hoisted by my own petard a minute ago when <laughs> Run the Jewels started playing. Uh, instead of through my AirPods, they started playing through my through my DAW. Well, totes that's, you just you assign it, you grab it, you use it, and boom. But that's and not the call, Bluetooth that I'm talking about. It, yes, you connect it to your phone. Yes. And then you can your call someone and you can yeah. have a guest or someone that you've called. And it doesn't matter how you're calling them. You can use whatever application you want on your phone or whatever Bluetooth device, which is obviously your phone. So you can use- Which is such a pain a to do with you a Mac, with a stranger. FaceTime. You could You could take calls from people, mm-hmm. which is a little bit of a pain- for most of us that aren't like super duper pros or have like an engineer who can take care of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the loopback thing is neat too. Cause loopback is loopback's always out there kind of taunting me. Like I know between loopback and Farago, I know I want to eventually set it up, briefly abuse it and then figure out like how to actually use it with stuff. But like, you know, you can have like stream deck buttons where you play a sound and that plays into the thing. It's so that's one, one is uh Bluetooth. That's number one. Um, number two is that it's powered over a uh, USB-C connection. So yep. if you want to get all uh, fancy about it, you can plug this thing into your computer and leave it plugged in, or you can take this thing and throw it in your bag and go. And that's what makes it like really, really cool. Is it? It's powered. You don't need a separate wall ward. You don't need a separate cable. It's the same cable that connects it to your computer, which is pretty awesome, I think. And I have to say... This thing is only, I've really researched this thing and I'm really excited about this. It's still pretty new, I think. It's only 240 bucks. Yeah, and Dan Morin kept, I'll find Dan Morin's um, uh, thing on Six Colors about it where he kept seeming to like want to like, so I don't know if everybody needs all of this. I'm like, what, for 200 bucks? Like that's, I mean, that's like, that's like three delivery dinners. Right. Well, depending on what you get. Or one if you live in Austin. Oh, is it costly there? Yeah, yeah. You know why? Because you're in the pocket of Big Barbecue. That's Ooh. a goddamn shame. Um, what am I finding for notes? I'm finding Dan Morin, and I'm finding uh, Focusrite um, Vocaster. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think this is a nice solution for somebody who doesn't want to have to futz too much with this stuff. 
But and I thought since you're making me use this Kakamimi web app mm-hmm. to record the show, mm-hmm. you'd be the perfect person to spring it on. But yeah. now I've kind of blown it. But um, anyway, run the jewels. That's what I'm saying. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, depressing local elections. I wrote <laughs> things down. God, elections are so depressing in California. Yeah. Um, Dan, I'm gonna write down Dan Morin, and I'm gonna write down Vocaster. Hey, happy Tuesday, Dan. Happy Tuesday. It's the um, the auspicious day. S- well, isn't it? That was auspicious last week, right? Yeah, not not never twice. Boo. We'll, we'll, we'll get it. We, we'll get it. We're not we're not we're not quite done here. We got we got a little bit more. Um, and I was thinking about stuff to talk about. <clears throat> um. And I have a few different, like, interesting little uh, project things that I'm excited about. I have a new dehumidifier I like. Still very excited about my compost bags. That has been the most significant change. Some people say, you know, couples should go to, like, a counselor or something. Get better compost bags. It changes everything. Yeah. You know? It makes a big difference. It has what, what, you, what, what you call uh, a knock-on effect. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Got a new dehumidifier I like. Um, I'm, I want to talk a little about tail scale, maybe. And I want to go back to an old pick of mine called Datum, D-A-Y-T-U-M. That's the okay. things I've got. What do you got this week, Dan? What you, what's going on in your neck of the woods? You know, it's funny. The thing, a couple of things that I wanted to talk about um, are very kind of mundane things, but they seem to be like crowd pleaser, hot button <sighs> items. Markdown. <laughs> Not quite markdown. Oh, I actually wanted to, I wanted to talk about uh, wallets and... <laughs> That's something that is is recently no because mm-hmm. I'm back in the world now. You know the pandemic is uh, less. That's all finally over. Yeah, and it's I all have, finally over, and it's it's not like every every little kid in the entire United States is sick with uh, RSV, RSV or COVID right, right now. now. Yeah, I think you know the, my mnemonic happened. for that is I remember it's RSVP minus the P. Yeah, well, that's with right. the little kid, you're going to get a lot of P. So. But I wanted to talk about this because yes. I recently was in. A, I, I find that one wallet. There is no. There is no such thing as one wallet. There's multiple wallets. There's that no you, such thing the as one wallet. Needs. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk about that with you. It's an important issue that's resurfaced in my life. Is it analogous to having multiple bags for multiple things? I think so. And I wanted to get your like take. Like you might have on a wallet for going to the gym versus like a wallet for going on vacation or something. You might, you might <clears> like, <throat> for example, we went to, um, what is a, uh, a, I know something that's very near and dear to your heart. The, Ooh. um, the, the Renaissance fair. And is it Renaissance I, or is it medieval Dan? Renaissance. Are they sure? Yes. I don't think there were that many turkey legs in the Renaissance. And they, uh, the thing is that these places, you don't want to take the same wallet to a place like that that you would take to, you know, just your regular workplace or a, Oh, because or you'd be out of period. Or, right. Uh, and the same thing, it. like I went to ACL a few weeks back and I had the same dilemma. I wound up taking the same wallet solution, but it wasn't the wallet solution that I wanted to take. And so I want to get into that, but I wanted, you know, we can do your stuff. We can circle back I'll do to one. That. I'll do one. Um... Okay, this is a quickie because um, uh, this one is, is is new to me. Boy, Matt Howie's back. The bitch is back. Friend of the show, Matt Howie's back, and he's posting lots of great stuff. On where is his, he? Wait, where is he posting it? Same old place. A whole lot of nothing. A dot a dot whole lot of nothing dot org. You'll find a link in show notes to the post that I'm about to refer to. Um, he's been writing lots of great stuff, uh, including tutorial things, opinionish pieces. You know, he's doing what we used to call uh, having a blog. Now listen, a blog a blog is a noun. Mm-hmm. A blog is a publication. Mm-hmm. Okay, a blog post is a blog post. Mm-hmm. 
So don't right, say you don't make a blog. Well, I mean, you could make a blog, but that would mean setting up a website that will allow you time to make from, blog posts. From scratch. If only there were some easy way for me to set up blog. What if I wanted to post a new blog? What if I wanted a way to like, I don't know, like time my posts have tags and photos that would go out? What if, what if I sure. want an easy way to like sell things on my own store? I, I will have to just wonder about it for now. Right. But like I say, the bitch is back and uh, he posted something. Have you, have you done anything with Tailscale? I saw his post about that actually. Um, but have you? I mean, so, I've never done anything. I do have a VPN running here uh, via the Synology, but I don't. Right. I don't think that it's Tailscale, unless that's like the default one. In which case, it is. You know, I'm, I'm mostly just going to lay this out there because I haven't done enough on my own with this to fully utilize what makes this powerful. So I'll just say this: like for 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 my go-to VPN, quote mm. unquote, mm -hmm. I still use Guardian. Because Guardian, as we've said before, does something pretty magical, which is on the one hand, yeah, you get a VPN. It gives you a, a tunnel, you know, between here and there that prying eyes can't get into. But Guardian also does stuff like, you know, let you pick where you appear to be coming from. Mm. Like, do you want it to be from somewhere like really exotic and wackadoo? Or do you want to continue to retain some of the benefits of it knowing generally where you are? Mm-hmm. So, although I'm in one part of the Bay Area, Guardian, the VPN, tells places that I'm a different place in the Bay Area, which is, as, we, as you say, close enough for government work. Right. The other thing that Guardian does that's really pretty peerless is, what do we call this? I hope we get a more evolved term for this. It keeps apps from wheezing your juice. So, you <laughs> can call the, this. That's the sort of technical term for it, I think. Yeah, like if you have, I can notice when Guardian is not on because I get weird ads that are oddly like specific to place. Mm. Um, but, you know, the other thing Guardian does is, you know, it basically, I don't know how it does this. I've never understood how it does this, but I know that it does this. Is bad actors on iOS are not allowed to wheeze your juice in a way that it's not supposed to. Right. So like page tracking or, or sorry, um, email tracking, um, page hijacking, mm -hmm. and just all the general million ways that the web has been contorted in order to quantify how we use it in creepy ways. Mm -hmm. But that's only one part, as I understand it, that's only one part of what a VPN does. The thing that Tailscale does that's fascinating, and I'll commend you to the wonderful Tailscale site, they have great documentation, and to Matt's article, but so can you explain what this is to me? You run this VPN. Right. In my case, it's like I put it on my Synology. Sure. I've got it running on, it's, there's an app that runs on iOS. So you just open iOS and say, yeah, make this part of this. You, you, you basically authenticate through whatever, mm -hmm. uh, email, Google, GitHub, whatever it is, you authenticate. And then all of the devices associated with you, you log in with that same login and you kind of create this not fantasy world, but you create this connected world where all of your devices seem to sort of know about each other mm. and know how to deal with each other all the way down to knowing what services, what ports are open on your Synology and stuff right. like that. Yeah. And the way Matt uses this, Matt's example was a terrific example of how you'd want to use this. He goes and he sits down to get his car serviced and the free Wi-Fi won't let you do anything good. The free Wi-Fi, no YouTube, no Twitter, no anything. Understandable. I guess 
I'm not sure what they think people would do with it. I, according to those ads, people are doing Bank of America banking, I guess. But, <laughs> I, I you know, guess. fortune favors the, the, the brave the, or the brave. bold. Yeah, the bold. Fortune, fortune uh, favors the uh, goodwill hunting. And uh, But what he's saying is you do this, blah, 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 you hit a thing, and now you're hitting your endpoint over here on your Synology, and Bob's your uncle. You're getting around all the crap that that particular Wi-Fi is trying to do as policies as well as concealing what it is that's going on, which is the kind of thing that we would most generically want to do with VPN. Mm -hmm. Unless you want to watch like Italian Doctor Who in Brussels or whatever, whatever the ads tell you you can do. Oh yeah, that works great. Boy, Hulu really loves that. (laughs) Anyway, whatever. (laughs) Dan, um, do you understand enough about what this thing is doing to explain to our listeners why this is an interesting idea and why it's good for more than simply privacy or ad blocking? Well, I mean... Some some people run stuff like Pie Hole. Like, I know Casey Liss is a big fan of, you know, the Raspberry Pi Pie Hole thing that you can get extremely specific about, like blocking different kinds of content. But can you explain the value to people in a way I couldn't of like why it's valuable to have a VPN that basically creates a super network of all your stuff? Well, I mean, I I think you have explained it very well. It is basically the... But like Guardian, that's not a thing Guardian does. That is a thing that like a wire guard via your Synology or similar can do, right? Yes. I mean, you're talking about... Well, so I mean... I think everybody knows what a VPN is nowadays, but one of the things like WireGuard that you mentioned, it's that's a really good one because it it's hold the whole goal of WireGuard the way that I've understood it, and I haven't messed with it in a little while, so I don't know if they've kind of changed it or not. But it was designed; it's designed to just be really, really fast and just get out of the way. And that's the thing is like VPNs used to be. Traditionally, virtual really, private be, network is what yes, the letters virtual mean, private yes. network and back in the ancient times you these were things that you had to configure on a, on a linux or bsd type server yourself and sometimes your router would have it but you weren't really sure exactly what was going on in there and you couldn't really configure it that well now pretty much any kind of system that you have whether it's like windows or mac or you know really anything linux you can run a VPN application or server on it, including your Synology. And in fact, the Synology's made it super easy. It's just in the control panel. Yeah, and, and, and the, just tail, the tail scale is just a package where you it's hit just install. A package. You just hit install and log in. That's it. That's all there is to it. So what's going to happen behind the scenes is it's going to, on the one hand, it's going to encrypt all of your traffic that you're sending. Now, if you're running this thing um, like on your server, your Synology, whatever, in your house or in your office, it's going to make it so that wherever you go, so let's say you are sitting in a coffee shop. I'm not saying you're going to want to just do something for banking. You just might want all of your traffic to not get snooped or or you might just want privacy because you don't want someone else maybe seeing, looking at server logs or seeing where you went or what you did or just for the sake of privacy in general. It, not it's just not, it's not a tinfoil hat thing to do. I think no, it's not at all. Not it's at all. I, I would call it table stakes. I run Guardian at my house in my office, in Guardian's case, because I get the benefit of not getting my juice wheezed, right? That's right. Like, there, there are people, like Matt says in this, like, I don't have much of a need to pay for a VPN. I don't use it for that right. many different kinds of things. Whereas the unique benefits of Guardian make that something I run all the time, except where, except where again, things like streaming media, they really don't like when you do that. 
Yeah. But 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 it's I mean but like so I, a VPN is gonna I don't hide. it's not hectoring, but it's a good idea to have a VPN running when you're pretty much anywhere. No, it I really think. is. It really is. A VPN is gonna hide things like your browsing history so that the ISP or whatever provider or whoever's network you're it on. It provides fewer data points to track against. Exactly. Starting, I mean, like starting with stuff like I don't know if y'all have ever done this, but that remember that I talked I talked about wiper on here, right? Did I talk about wiper? I forget where I talked about wiper. W I P R. I'll find it for notes, notes, notes. Wiper is now my go-to. The only browser. I'm trying to be politic about this. It's the only ad blocker I run right now, and it's the first time I installed Wiper, which I learned about from the Jolly Teapot blog. And you go and you install Wiper on uh, Wiper No Wiping. You install it on your uh, iOS. You can install it. You know, it's an extension to Safari, right? Mm -hmm. And what it does is, um, you ever go to any of those sites where you can like test? your ad blocking or test your oh, VPN. Yeah. Sure, sure. Of course, it's usually sponsored by, you know, ExpressVPN or Nord and it looks like it. But in this <laughs> instance, it's the only time, like that afternoon I installed Wiper on my devices is the first time I ever hit those test your blocker sites and got a 100% on everything. Because what's happening is like, as I understand it, and you know more about, way more about this than I do, but like we used to think like, oh, I don't want to see ads. And back in the day, that used to be as ham-fisted as look for images that are the size of a classic like Yahoo ad banner and just don't show those. But, right. you know, there's a lot more to it than that, especially it's not the graphics that bothers me. It's the fact that knowing that loaded on this page at this time, and then on top of it, all of the other stuff that we don't really think about too much, like what's the size of your viewport? Do you have, used to be back in the day, do you have Flash installed? What fonts are available? And if you really ever want to feel like you need a tinfoil hat, go to one of those sites and have it see how you are basically identifiable down to like one out of 100,000 people before they ever get down to what was your first, what was your high school or your pet's name. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like there's, there's crazy stuff up that you don't realize is being exposed. In addition to which there's behavior. In addition to which there's like you know, JavaScript detecting like where your mouse is stuff in addition to that. And then of course, in addition to location, if you're always logged in from the same static IP plus all that stuff, that's, they got a stew going there. Like they've got a whole portfolio. They got a big portfolio on you. Sorry, I'm ranting. Go. No, I mean, it's very accurate. There's a lot of things that a lot of benefits to running. I can, I can wrap this up fast. So I'm in now what is called my admin console, which is a web page that shows all the devices that are running this and what's neat is it's come up with this new wackadoo ip address which begins with 100 and then varies after that but can, can, i'll tell you where, where the first thing that really grabbed me about this mm. so if you if you install this you'll see i'm on the page for machines and if i mouse over one of these and i can i can click on oh god what's the magic incantation for this um you click and it's basically you just grab the link for how to SSH into this, mm -hmm. you click on it and to into your, your clipboard, it grabs the exact like SSH da, 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 da at this. And you just paste that into terminal and enter your password and you're logged in to Darn. your port, port, port 22. Done. Isn't that a neat idea? It is very cool. I'll talk more about this after I've done more with this, but that's, that's my first one. And welcome back, Matt Howie, the, the blog daddy. <laughs> the blog daddy. Yeah. I don't love that. I like He's that. done it all. You know, he made the meta filter. He worked on, uh, he worked on blogger, literally blogger. 
But like, I don't know if bloggers even around anymore. Dan, if I wanted, like, there's the thing that's freaking me out. God, I hope I got the right advertiser here. <clears throat> Dan, if I wanted to post blog, is there anything out there that's like a service? I want to hear about wallets, but <laughs> like, first I need to close my loop on this. Yeah. As, as Joseph Gordon Biden Levitt says, I got to close my loop. Dan, how, how I'm going to post blog? You're going to do it with a, a little application that some uh -huh. friends of ours wrote up in New York, New York City. New York City! Which is called Squarespace. Squarespace! Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. It's going to help you stand out with a beautiful website. It's going to help you engage with your audience and sell anything. Your products, content you create, Merlin, even your time. Even my time. <laughs> and Squarespace has been around for a long time. It really did start. Sorry. Daddy was getting what they call it. A, they call it a New York iced tea. That's what I was getting. Oh Look it up gosh. on Urban Dictionary, actually. Hold on. I got a New York iced tea. Hmm. Is this something that we can, is it PG rated? New York iced tea? Yeah. No, 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 no. I was just joshing. Oh. It's the best, Dan. It's the best. It's Squarespace or the tea? Oh, it's good tea also. It helps it. You know, uh, we've never really done a full episode let alone a full arc on how I make iced tea. Mm -hmm. But can we just say I've got a process? You know, I yeah. SSH into the pure leaves. Oh. Um, but, oh, my goodness, Dan, do you remember the bad old days? You're in your CGI bin, and you're changing, mm -hmm. and you're making 775s, mm -hmm. and you're doing all the things, and you're RXRXRX group choning, mm -hmm. just so you can talk about politics on your blog. Or D and D or whatever. Yeah, you know, you maybe you want to post a uh, a very 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 small image of, of a beholder. <laughs> That's yes. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. Or your deities and demigods. Yeah. And Scorsese is not only something that I use. It's and it's not just something I recommend. I aggressively recommend it. I I'm Aggre an angry like, uh, recommender. I oh. oh I got wood behind that arrow, buddy. It's the only place where there is wood in my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you can sell your time, huh? How's that work? Well, so what this what they've done now is they've made it so that people who are in jobs or have businesses where you want to track or schedule with someone else. So let's say you're I imagine you as sort of like a contractor. I can see you in the the hat, the yellow construction worker hat with like a an orange vest. Oh, my with high reflectors. visibility. Yeah, high vi visibility. But on, ironically enough, it's because my side hustle is doing mani pedis. I could see that, but I see you more schedule as like my a mani pedi, like a home inspector. Mm. Like a termite inspector. You remember so your home gonna... inspection at your old house? Yes. Mm -hmm. And so what I want is for you to come out and see if we've got termites. So how do I hire you to do? Well, I'm going to go to your website, which is powered by Squarespace. Well, I'll, I'll, but I'll, I'll, I'll look for your termites, but I will also throw in the HVAC, by which I mean you will have to replace it before you leave Orlando. <laughs> yeah. Continue. <laughs> and and so I'm going to be able to go on here and actually schedule the time that I want you to come out and do the thing. I want you to come out 3 p.m. on Thursday. I'm going to pick the time slot. I'm going to put it in, and it's going to handle everything. It I can even schedule, reschedule it with you. All of this stuff is built into Squarespace now. They used to just they used to just have stuff where you could sell stuff online, and they're like, "This is not enough. What if people don't have a thing to sell? What if they sell their services, their time?" So it has a scheduling Dan, stuff built into it Do you need a shared server? Too. Do you need a shared server? And uh, <clears throat> do you tell that in in order to? Um, you run the touch, you, you touch latex, right? And yeah. that generates the timestamp <laughs> that allows it to be a bit readable. Do you yeah. have to do that with Squarespace to make no. it a bit readable? Do you have to tell that in? No, there's nothing like that. It's all just, it's all as easy as could be. There's little sliders and buttons to click. 
You can drag and drop media into it if you have media that you want to drag and drop. You could do uh, pretty much whatever you want. You can link to an Amazon thing. Like, let's say I want to link to it to my dehumidifier. I can make a whole page just called Merlin's Dehumidifier. I'm not going to do it. It'd be a little unseemly. But I could do that. I could do that. It's now funny. We'll, you dehumidify there. We rehumidify here. Well, Hakuna Matata. You know, it's a circle of life. Yeah. But, you know, you, you get the water that you need, but not always the water that you deserve. And sometimes it needs to move like a, like a moisture evaporator, right. you know, going into Tashi Station for some power converters is what I'm saying. And that, it's so fun. I, I know we're not supposed to. It's more like, like when I feel bad about saying I enjoy watching masterclass videos for things I don't really need to learn, mm -hmm. I find Squarespace so fun to mm -hmm. use. Mm -hmm. And they have, for you, for you nerds in your tech stack, they have so awesomely abstracted all the different parts of like, presentation versus content versus all of those things. And now my, the dirty little secret I share once a year, anything I, almost everything I post on Squarespace mm -hmm. is written in Markdown and posted in Markdown. If you can do, you could do WYSIWYG, you can do HT, pure HTML. You don't I do have pure, to do the Markdown thing if you don't want to. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is like even my side rails, my side rails exist as chunks of Markdown that I can update. I keep them in a text file because I'm weird like that. Mm -hmm. But like sometimes you might want a WYSIWYG. Sometimes like if a Roderick on the line, I, I always do pure HTML because it's just pure, pure uncut mm -hmm. HTML. And now you say hello to my little friend. Dan, Squarespace is amazing. If people <laughs> want this in their life and they want to touch the latex, where, where do they go to find out more about this? I guess it's a, it's a Telnet-based service in New York. So... Is that a federal crime? If you, if you, how do they get Squarespace, Dan? The weird thing is, you they can't. They just have to hear from us. There's no website that they can go to. There's oh, ain't no that profit. ironical? There's no ain't offer that code. ironical? There's nothing. They just have to think about it and hope that it. Oh no! Wait a second. I'm sorry. I missed this. Oh, oh there is a URL. Home. Yeah. Squarespace.com/slash. It's your show. It's your show. That'll get you the free trial when you're ready to launch. You use the offer code, or as you say, promo code. It's mm. your show. You will save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain because they have those too. And uh, what I don't know, Merlin, I would like uh, for, for one of our listeners to tell me, if you go there and you set up your first purchase, a domain and a, a website, do you get 10% off the whole thing? I think, I think you should. I Can they have enable that if that's not turned on? Well, a, I have done that on a variety of occasions, including okay. for, related to this show. Remember, we've tried to prove what we, we prove, show and prove. I do remember that, that. You could get from I don't have a domain or a website mm -hmm. to having a domain and a website. Yeah. And I think we each did it in less than 15 minutes. Took no time. Took no time. And it's my understanding that that very generous discount. It's it's cleft unto the first purchase codicil. Yeah. But if that first purchase includes your website and your domain, Bob's your uncle. That's not the code. Uh, it's your show. Is the that code? Should you should use it. Code. Do they put the apostrophe or they just it's, no? It's they would implied. have to leave it out because I think that would break. The, that would shut you'd have down. To, you the have service. to do a control character. Yeah. yeah. You do UTF eight a ampersand nineteen eighty eight. Uh, nineteen eighty eight Q U O T semicolon. Q U A R A. I'm not even sure I can spell quarantine anymore. Ser serious injury list. Huh. Huh. But like, like a Tommy John surgery type thing. <laughs> so go to squarespace.com slash it's your show and use the offer code it's your show 10% first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks very much to Squarespace for making this show possible. Thanks, Squarespace. Buck, buck. 
I remember two things while we were doing the spot it's always that two I things with wanted you. to talk about. One of them is something called Obsidian. Yep. And um, that's the, actually, we could, just, we could just do that. That's the main, that's the main thing that I want to talk about in addition to the wallets. Ooh, that's going to, that, I don't know if that we have the scope for that this week. Uh, I have used Obsidian. We had a challenge about Obsidian on the Do By Friday podcast, and oh, nice. my friend Alex is, as Alex is want to be, is obsessed with Obsidian. Obsidian is a pretty amazing uh, everything app slash PKM, but it's it's very, very cannily put together. And so did this just kind of appear for the first time on your radar? You're playing with it? You're looking at Obsidian? Yeah, the thing is... Are you I've talking been... about wallets? No. Yeah, um, but we'll I'll, talk about I'll, Obsidian. I'll only talk about Obsidian as long as you want to. But basically, I, just I want, have... all I want, all I want. There's two things I want to say this week because it's always two things with you. Mm-hmm. I want to say that season six of Curb Your Enthusiasm is very good, and I would like to say because that's the season with the blacks, and I would like, I would just like to say something about uh, the app and service Datum. As long as you let me have a minute for that before we leave, because I've got, I've got some serious morning wood. Um, for nice. datum again, okay. Because now, now it does things on your phone. That very oh. old app, datum that we've all oh, everybody forgot about datum. Whatever happened with datum? Dan, there's a thing called Obsidian. Dan, is it just a text editor? What is it? It's a text editor, right? That's all it is, right? At, at its heart, I think it is a text editor. It's something is somewhat new to me. Not the concept of a text editor, of course, but this particular one. It's a platform. It's, it's a platform. It's almost closer to Visual Studio Code in some ways than it is to, say, even TextMate. Yeah. It is omnivorous. Well, and if you got a thing that needs to get into your world, Obsidian will help you find a place for it. It's an amazing I'm pretty sure that you turned me on to NVAlt many, many, many years ago, which is a an application written by a friend of the show, Brett Terpstra. Taken over. It was originally written by somebody named Zachary something when it was oh, notational. That's right. and he took notational over, velocity he? became NVAlt. NVAlt at some point will become NV Ultra. But yeah, keeping all them little tiny text files in one place. That, right. That's what, what I'm looking at right now, Dan. So you I am have, right now looking at B2W Show Note X E596. So you have the all the notes for the shows, among other things, yeah. in yep, yep, yep. something like NVAlt. Or are you on NVAlt? Cannily, cannily. Nah, I went back to NVAlt. Yeah. Um, it's cannily. Don't get us in trouble. It's cannily. <laughs> uh, everything is cannily named. Yeah. Which I'm all about, as you know. I got my run X's and my projects mm-hmm. and those kinds of things. But yeah, yeah. I mean, let's let's check the uh, the tail of the tape. I always feel like I'm always risking some opsec when I do this. But right now we are looking at currently 2,503 text files. That's quite a few. In, which, including things like folders full of images for one-off experiments. That entire 2,503 items is 108 megs. Well, that's what I was going to say. Most of them are under a kilobyte. What people don't think about is the size of an actual text file, because even, I don't know what like a, like if you were to open up pages or Word. Usually it'll, it'll usually read as 3K. For for a Word file or for a text file? Oh, I'm sorry. No, like when I look at a text file, like for example, if I get a clobber and two of my sync Dropbox things, I'll do, you know, it's great. You guys, great tip. um, Option command I, when you're in the finder, and that's like doing command I, except it's command I for whatever it is you've selected, whether that's one file or 50 files. Mm-hmm. You do that? Do you know about this? I do. Okay. Isn't it huge? 
It's a big, and so it's I'll go in and I'll deal. say I want to compare these two, this and this. So like this today task paper, it reads as in the finder as four K, mm. but then you go in and it's actually three thousand six hundred fifty three bytes. Dan, I think a docx is going to be a little, little, little bit bigger than that. So I just while you were talking, I put the word <laughs> which is all the time. I put the word hello, hello into a text file, which I named hello text. That registers as six bytes on my uh on my mac here so a text oh, that, file that's also uh typical of a date with army hammer there you go <clears throat> so this is a very um a very small file size if you're storing just text most of us are very used portable to storing very, very large fast. text files in the form of like a pages document or something right. like that people even and i don't know how big like when you're using the notes app on uh, mac os or ios how really large expose that, yeah. it, it is. But the thing was, I had been using, I had kind of given up on the NVAlt thing after a little while because I'm a weirdo in that I don't like to use older applications once they are no longer being updated anymore. I feel like I want to use something modern if I can. Even if it still works. And just yeah. to be super clear here, we're not casting any aspersion on any specific app. No. But, but there is a sort of a a stink of rot sometimes where even if something works and I'm not talking about that here, but there, but you know, it's got the stink of rot. I'm so sorry to say this hmm. editorial mm-hmm. that I still open on my phone sometimes. Well, I, I'd still like this morning sitting on the toilet. I was adding some things to my back to work note this morning when I was on the toilet, I was seated. Um, I was inhabiting the deuce and, uh, I was thinking of you and oh, I needed to open it. So I opened editorial wonderful. and it chunks and chunks and churns and churns and editorial. I think, this is a wonderful app. It's a wonderful. It, I mean, it was state of the art. Mm-hmm. What a few years ago? Yeah, five not eight long years ago. ago. But yeah, yeah. In that case, the guy has been real straight up about saying, "Hey, look, I'm just not going to maintain this anymore. If it works, it works," which is you know okay. But no, I know what you mean because, I mean, if you had to choose between two cartons of milk, and one of them, you know. <laughs> I don't know. This is probably dumb, but like if one of them expires, however dumb I know, I know I've heard planet money shut up, but like if one of them expires two months from now and one of them expired last week, there's one that you're going to be more attracted to Mm -hmm. if you actually care about the milk. Yeah. Come in with the milk, come in with the milk, but you, and so you had been an NVL person at a certain point. Yeah. For a long, um, long time. And the, the problem that did you start, you started looking, looking around or did you go straight back to like, old favorites well like a text made or what i text wanted or was I, I there are a lot of people who had suggestions and workarounds and ways that you can access files on different platforms i think one of them that a lot of is it am i remembering this right the last time we talked about this i think we got a lot of recommendations for simple note or something like that on ios that allows you to do essentially so for people who don't know what we're talking about simple notes the og simple you note, have a and then folder. elements were like the original yeah yeah, yeah we right. can sync to a dropbox folder and this is what alex and i still joke that Back in the day, if you used Elements, you ha- your folder on uh, iCloud or Dropbox or whatever had to be called Elements. So to this day, hmm. the folder I just looked at to tell you I have 2,500, it's still called Elements. It's still called Elements, yeah. Yeah. And so I remember back in those times, I was using one app on iOS and a different app on the Mac. That was yeah. fine. You could kind of access stuff in a similar way. Was, was Dropbox doing the work of the syncing? Yeah, I would just save yeah. the file to a folder on Dropbox, which would be synced by Dropbox, and it would just appear on whatever device I wanted. It totally abstracts the need for... The problem with Simple Note that I ran into, and boy, all it took was one bad thing in that otherwise st- sterling app, was I lost a ton of writing 
on a on a night when I really could ill afford to have lost a lot of writing mm. and it was just gone mm-hmm. um, because Simple Notes was doing the typing a la you know drafts or whatever mm. and it was doing the syncing. But like with Dropbox, say what you will about Dropbox, it's a trash fire in some ways, but the syncing works incredibly well, well until the occasional time that it doesn't. And when it doesn't fail well, when it doesn't work perfectly, it immediately f- fails loudly and says, hey, look, I got two of this file. Right. You need to fix that. That's not my problem to fix. I sync whatever's here. If something breaks, then you use your brain to figure out which one it is, which is actually to me a perfect way to address that. Yes, it is. And I, I, I always felt like, you know, well, I've moved away from Dropbox as a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you can use If I iCloud. could get iCloud to always sync everything everywhere without being reminded, I would use it. I just can't believe how often I upload something at my office, go home. And it's not and, there? No. And you've got to go click download now or download all or oh, all that. Yeah. It's just, if that gets fixed, I would be all about iCloud. Because yeah. it's a pretty generous, given like if you do the Apple One thing like I do, even with the higher price, like I'm very happy with what I get out of our family's Apple One. Mm. I've got plenty of everything, but sorry, keep going. Sorry. Well, all, all I was saying is, you know, I wanted something that could make use of something like iCloud or Dropbox for the syncing part, for the store. But what for the people who are like, what are these guys even talking about? You basically have a folder. That folder lives on some kind of syncing cloud service. And then you have one or more applications that can access the contents of that folder, which are going to be text files. And having one application that allows you to access all those text files that's the same on the Mac as it is on iOS is kind of like the holy grail solution. You don't have to have different apps that work in different ways. You can have one app that essentially is just deployed on all of your different platforms and works the same way. And that is how I kind of came across Obsidian. I was talking to some people, um, I guess on Twitter, I had kind of tweeted about this saying like, what do you guys use for this kind of thing? I just, mm-hmm. I want uh, to have these text files that I can open anywhere and edit anywhere. And I had been using- And just to be clear here, including on iOS. Including iOS, especially iOS, because typically mm-hmm. when I'm getting an idea or I want to remember something <laughs> you, or I want to make no, a there's note- There's no dearth of options on a Mac for editing a text file. Oh, yeah, seriously. Having that all work quickly and dependably on iOS and be able to, and again, I was the, the hugest asterisk, asterisk in the room is that I would use drafts for pretty much everything, mm-hmm. except it doesn't do- Dropbox stuff, which shouldn't matter, but for now it does. Like, I need a way to look at my task paper files in the task paper app on Mac. And it's the single gating factor to keeping me from going all in. And I don't think I'm unusual. Well, I know I'm unusual. I don't think I'm unique in having one weird thing that keeps you from going all in on the most modern and up-to-date version. Right. And so, you know, the idea of something like Obsidian, which, as you said, is more than just an editor. It's, it's a platform. It's things like that. It's going to help you kind of manage. There's little plugins and other things that you can do. Oh, there's so many. It's a platform. I mean, one of the things that I think Obsidian really excels at is not only being omnivorous about different kinds of stuff, but at from from I, I get the feeling that from the way it was designed from the beginning, it was meant to be extensible, where you could have extensions for things that would like do stuff like that little, I don't know if it's the Holy Grail, but it's at least the sacred grail of like, show me associations Mm. between different kinds of things. Right. Other than just like how much a word, how often a word appears. Like be smart. Like you can have mind maps that are built out of your files inside of Obsidian. Like there's innumerable ways to leverage, the thing we keep talking about on Do By Friday, innumerable ways to leverage all of those tiny text files into something that tells you something about who you are and how you work. 
Yes. And so the, what Obsidian provides you with are tons and tons and tons of really cool, I think really cool features that- go, Including publishing. Including publishing that go yep. way above and beyond what you would be able to do with just a regular text editor. You yeah. can do all the stuff in Markdown and you can see it displayed beautifully formatted and all of that. If that's something that you like, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of customization that you could do. There's a whole bunch of stuff that you can do. That's, that's really, really cool. But what's also really nice because, and this is the advantage that we've talked about when we talked about NV alt is I can also just open the folder in VS code or whatever favorite editor. And I still see a list of all the files and I can edit them and do other things. I lose some of the magic that obsidian gives you. Uh, but I can still just get to them because they're text files. But one of the interesting things is I had a combination of .txt files as well as .md files, which are used for Markdown, in uh, in that folder. And Obsidian, by default, I think, only reads in .md files, only Markdown files. So I, as hmm. soon as I open it, I'm like, well, there's about 500 files I don't see. So I had to rename the text files in that folder to be oh, .md God. files. That's um, about the weirdest thing in the world for something that's literally an identical file except for the suffix. Except for the suffix, I know. And <laughs> there's an option that I could have gone into and changed, and it uh, I forget exactly where it is in the preferences, but there is a preference. You can go in there. It's probably under like files and links or in something Obsidian? Like In Obsidian? In Obsidian, mm -hmm. where you can tell it, um, oh, just open .txt files as well. But I didn't want to do that. I wanted to make it happy. And, you know, the fact that you can open a .md file in any text editor and you can easily associate them with text editors made that like a non-issue. But it was really nice to be able to have this system set up and then go over to iOS and have it just work. And now a lot of people, when I asked this, were saying, I just use notes. I use notes. I use notes. Notes is great if you're not doing stuff with like Markdown and yeah, try try doing column editing. Yeah, or you know what I mean, all or like multiple cursors or all Notes kinds is of stuff. Really great if you have a friend, a partner, a child, or somebody that you want to synchronize stuff with. Like it's for example, still my, extremely promising. My but it's son not and all and, there. No, it's not all there. And my son and I have like a list of movies and TV shows that we want to watch. And when he thinks of one or when I think of one, I'll add it to the list. And there's you know once we're finished watching it, you can tap the little. Um, tap a little yeah. uh, note and it will mark a little check for it. Like that's super handy stuff. But like if I'm sitting here at my Mac and I want to paste, let's see what I have right here. The latest thing that I was doing is a one line command to unzip and import a MySQL SQL dump file into the latest uh, database in one step. Well, you know, am I just going to paste that into notes? Well, I could... But I would also like to have that be in a monospace font because I'm a computer nerd and I like to see stuff in monospace fonts that will remind me that's the thing that I cut and paste and not the text above it where I'm explaining my notes about what I'm doing and why I am doing this and mm -hmm. all of the other stuff. And so Even something like, as basic as just being able to put in an HTML comment to like yes, hide something. Exactly. Sometimes when I'm editing stuff in Markdown, if I'm editing show notes, I've got a whole bunch of stuff that's not a list of links. And so I can just throw a, uh, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about, like less than exclamation point, dash, dash, space, right? And you just throw a comment or a HTML comment around something and suddenly that's not getting rendered in my preview. Mm -hmm. That's why, why would you want that? Well, obviously that's why I would want that. It's easy, but notes isn't for things like that. It really isn't. It's wonderful for pure notes. Mm -hmm. um, it's but, for, for typing and sharing in a human readable way. Yeah. Yeah, but for me, 
not what I needed for this. So long story short, I was led to Obsidian by our lovely listeners who were following me on Twitter and they suggested, a number of people suggested it and I installed it and I tried it and it, it seems like it's really, really great so far. I didn't, I don't, haven't really explored a lot of the plugins and the community stuff and the platform and all the other stuff that you can do. But as far as like having a consistent interface that works the same on multiple different uh, platforms, iOS, iPad, as well as Mac, it's been really, really handy for that. So I'm, I'm all in on it. I like it. Yeah, I would encourage you to play with it because I think there is a lot in there. And obviously, or not, it's really useful to talk to somebody who's using it for similar or complementary kinds of ways you would use it. Mm -hmm. Just to belabor the obvious here, like if let, let's just do the most basic thing in the world. Let's say you've got a folder somewhere that <clears throat> for everything else, let's set aside, it syncs. You've got a folder that syncs and it syncs reliably. And it's got, let's say, even like a hundred text files in it. Mm -hmm. Well, those text files, for me, that that's stuff like drafts of stuff I want to write for right. like haha Twitter stuff. Mm -hmm. It could be sh show notes, like fully mature, like finished show notes with formatting and everything. It could be things like that. So I've got some that are just like, for example, I've got a, I've got one in NVL right now. That's a, like I say projects, like it's for, for my tail scale project. It's mm -hmm. where I put all of the links for this. Like, you know, the thing is, though, even though those are all text, the beauty of text files is those can all just be text files, but they are four different things. And consequently, you will do different things with those things. And so, like, for example, like, that's why I just sent you a, a, a thing on the Visual Studio Code documentation for, like, the different kinds of editing you can do. I'm not trying to dunk on other things, but, like, once you get into stuff like multi multiple cursors and stuff like that, it's... Mm -hmm. You, you really will see a use for it. Now, do you need that when you and Cash want to tick off a movie that you watched? You don't. You don't. But what that means is that folder of 100 text files that mean and do and interact in different ways, you can grab those and drop them onto anything. In my case, like I'll drop those. Those could be dropped into GitHub. I could make that into a repo. I could drop them into BBEdit because BBEdit is my favorite way of copying lines containing dot, 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 which I do constantly. I mean, I'll do stuff like I'll export the transcript of a Descript, um, <sighs> export the transcript of a Descript transcription. Mm -hmm. And I'll want all the markers, which are represented by H2s, you know, double octothorps, just copy all of those lines. And I can basically generate like a fast outline of, of what all was included in this episode, right? Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. Now, that those are all very different things, but that's the beauty of text. It's, it's easy, it's light, it's simple, and you don't, being in, having an app that's incredibly powerful at doing one kind of thing leaves all those others undisturbed. You're not going to get into a situation where, like, you accidentally opened this in page mill instead of front page, and now it's screwed up all the proprietary code that that some you know. And I mean, remember back in the day where, like, you have to always be careful. Like, you could open this in that, but once you do open this in that. <laughs> it kind of like gung, 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 you got gobbles it up. Yeah, yeah, all borks you all your now. stuff, all your yep. other stuff, because it's all proprietary <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. And like you with text files, if you choose to have pr proprietary BS, that's not that's up to you. But none of that disturbs anything else any more than having calendar events for jacking your mean bone are just as important as uh, calendar events for going to somebody's graduation. Right. All, it's all just data, 
and the apps let you do things with them in different ways. That's why I have multiple calendar apps. It's why I have multiple text editors. But I would encourage you to explore that. There, obviously, as you realize, there's so many plugins. And in the same way that I, I, I it's not obvious, I'm so addicted to VS Code right now. Because VS Code is not only where Love I... VS Code. Yeah, between that and GitHub Desktop, that's where I maintain the repo for my project. But then that also means, for example, that... Um, if I, if I want to do something across all of these files, I can do that, um, very easily. I can, and it still all stays very lightweight. What's, what's the point I'm struggling to make? I would suggest continuing to look into this because I think you will find some amazing stuff. But where I'm at right now, though, I'm not kind of currently not working on this actively this week, but like being able to take my project and output it as an EPUB eventually automate uh, putting yes. it out as an epub That'd like i've cool. successfully well i've already done it like it's great like there's an epub um and I, again now i don't have to go get into some you know specialty app things like panwriter will do this panwriter is so great it's basically pandoc combined with a text editor so mm. if you need to move this to that format you don't have to deal with pandoc which is about as much fun as ffmpeg in the terminal <laughs> like you do all of that in this actual app it takes care of all that for you but like that's so neat to me like i have this very lightweight little file called wisdom.md and i can that can i can add to that i can append to that i can make a change across all of those things with formatting oh from now on i want this to be formatted that way you know, and but then on top of it all, I just click a button and it, and it puts an EPUB with a, with an image, and it'll do stuff like transclusion. Where all, like if you do an EPUB in um, in VS Code, you can do stuff like have a front matter page, a cover page, all that stuff as separate files. You make a dot. Is it? I'm using something called Quattro right now. Quattro that that QXD files that are basically like almost like an e. Oh my God, I'm losing it, Dan. Suddenly, okay? I sound really smart. Down or something. You know what an EDL is? Back in the day, an editing decision list in video is how you would have an, you have an EDL of all the ways you're going to take these physical tapes, pump them through the machine, grab from this timestamp to that timestamp. Well, I'm doing that with text files now. A .qxd is basically an EDL for a book, pushing out an EPUB. <laughs> Just so you know, you are not having a neurological event. Nice. Um, but that's all real. I would encourage you to keep looking at it. I have not played with it a lot recently. But I went all in on it um, last summer and, like, subscribed to all of the things, you know. But Obsidian, like, it, I, I keep comparing it to VS Code because it is like VS Code in numerous ways. It looks like VS Code, for one thing. Like, mm -hmm. in the sense of you've got this slightly dry, nerdy-looking interface. But Jesus Christ, after you've got a few extensions installed, like, go and look at the preferences. The preferences are nuts for, like, what all you can do. You can just spit it out to a website. You can do all kinds of stuff. That's that's deeply powerful, and without getting into a whole thing, as you say, mm. sometimes you still want to use a computer for stuff. Mm -hmm. It's nice that you can do all this on your phone. It's kind of table stakes to do this on your phone, but it's still really neat to me that the power of what I've got with a Mac is it's never more than a couple Google searches away to learn how I can make this into the thing I want out of the thing that I already have, as against say 2005 where anytime i almost anytime i wanted to try a new app for anything in the 43 folders days i'd have to go all in i'd have to put all my data into that and just use that and hope it didn't crash and hope it didn't duplicate and hope i didn't have 35 jason santa 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 marias you know <laughs> and that kind of thing those yeah. are mostly solved problems now yeah. i guess in a way that that unix like systems have had that 
be a solved problem for a long time. It's just that I think that this is something that is really beneficial to what I'll call power users, which are not people that study computer science or like we're on a vax terminal or whatever, mm. just like normal people who want to like write down movies with their kid. Like it's all just right there. Then you start leveraging stuff like what you can do with photos and what you can do with, again, go look at something like Hazel and what you can do to automate how all that stuff works. Anyway, I'm still excited about computers, Dan. I hope Apple's still excited about computers. I, the thing is this. Yes. At the end of the day. Yes. I still, I still just want to use the Mac. Yeah, me too. Anything I, else is a serious Yeah, compromise. ever since I got that 20, whatever that was, the 20, late, I think it's called the late 2020 um, MacBook Pro M1, mm -hmm. which is, when I put it that way, it sounds older than it feels. <laughs> 2020. But I, I still use iPads for stuff, but like when I'm just sitting around on the couch at night, I'm using a laptop. Yeah, of course. I of mean, course. it's just for all Why the anything reasons. else? Here's what I, the way I think of it, Merlin. Yes. I'm used to driving a car around and yeah. you're like, well, here's this, here's this cool moped. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like it's fast. You can weave in between the cars. Like, <laughs> we hear things nice. like you can carry a lot considering it's a moped. Right. Well, but like, well, where, really do, you know, where do I put all my stuff? Well, you could wear a backpack. Where do I put the baby? <laughs> right. You can wear a backpack. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, but don't forget you need a helmet and you're <laughs> this also. This is like the, you can do it all on your iPad crowd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just, I just, there's <clears throat> a, at any time, any time that I'm using a, a, whether it's an iOS device an iPad OS device, it doesn't matter. I understand that like I'm I feel like I'm using a limited subset of tools and a much smaller form factor with, you know, giant, you know, meat fingers that don't work as well on the small devices they do on a big keyboard. And I know that it's like old fashioned and stuff, but yeah, I'm but type, a hundred thousand percent more productive on even a computer. just typing with your thumbs. Let's start right there. Yeah. Typing with your thumbs with no key commands. Well, you know, you can get a keyboard for that. Well, yeah, sure. Everybody's going to go out and buy a two hundred dollar keyboard for their $700 iPad. Well, you already got that like on a, on a $1100 Mac. Yeah. You can do all of this stuff all of with it. all all the benefits of that and you can and I, I, just to be clear here, I mean like for stuff like reading, I would much rather read a book on an iPad or a Kindle. So oh, yeah. like I've got, you know, things on my Kindle thanks to Caliber which runs on my Mac. I can get my books everywhere. It turns it into EPUBs. It turns my books into Mobis. It turns them into all the right things. I would rather read a book in Marvin on my iPad than I would on the $1,100 laptop mm -hmm. or whatever it costs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not to say, and I'm not even trying to say it's just a machine for consuming because it's not, but I think it's a little bit, a little bit callow, maybe even a little bit cynical to act like there's not a difference. Mm -hmm. Like what you can do... With, with an M2 laptop and keyboard commands plus better touch tool and, you know, a keyboard maestro. Having all of those things to, like, bend this instrument to my will is still very, very appealing to me. It's what have, what since I would say at least the late 80s through today, continues to mark me as a power user, mm -hmm. which I probably know, as they say, just enough to be dangerous. But... I know how to make things do the thing that I want. I'm no Jason Snell. I'm no John Syracuse. I'm, I'm not writing shell scripts and that are running in Lingen or whatever. Like I'm not doing stuff like that so no, much. But no one wants to do that. I'm not gonna like go, you know, reline my firmware or whatever. But uh, I do. St I, and, and again, I'm not trying to dunk on anybody. We should use the things that we like. But in order to use the things we like, I'm not gonna make this sad. Computers are good, Dan. Yeah, I like them too. Will you will you keep uh, will you keep looking 
at uh, at uh, Obsidian and Report Pack? I yes, I've been using it every day. I've been using it for all of my notes stuff, and so same far, way that you so would good. use NVL before. So it may not be like your main. You're not making. Uh, whatever the hell you're doing with your with your with your company thing, you're not doing Ruby on Rails stuff. No, in it, but for note taking stuff like NVALT ish things. Oh, yes. absolutely, absolutely. And I the really one, hope you'll report back. The one thing that I've found that you know that I do miss about something like NVALT is how how wonderful the search is and how fast and instantly responsive <sighs> the search is, and just the the escape the escape key. Like yeah, you start typing yeah. to either find or create and then hit escape to get out. We're like, you know, there's so much stuff now. Dan, I'll give you a really dumb example. I lose my goddamn mind, even with the new and improved, even with the new and improved home app on my Mac, it drives me bananas. How many standard Mac key commands don't work? Oh, it's, elect <laughs> it's Electron, it's the future. But like, like, you're telling electron. me that if I'm in a little poppy uppy for like I'm drilling down into like making sure the betas got updated on my home pods. Mm. I can't hit escape to get out of there. Mm -hmm. No, you wait. Escape does not generally dismiss a window or at least take me up a level like a menu on Apple TV would mm. like I hit escape and nothing happens. It doesn't even bloop. You can't like, it's, it's back to the same problem I have with uh, Ventura's Safari and how it borked all of my really good shortcuts I made in um, keyboard maestro like, it's frustrating when you turn some kind of known land into terra incognita. Like, you, you, you turn this whole area of massive functionality that lives under the share arrow, you turn it into, like, the, the here be dragons area that you, you can't really get to. It's like you're making it less like a computer, and that's bad, and now I'm complaining. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Can I say one thing, and then we'll leave? Yeah, go ahead, call. This is a, a service, an app. This guy's famous, I think. I think this is the quantification guy. What is this person's name? There's an app slash website, whatever you want to call it, that's been around forever. Yes, Nicholas Felton. Okay, so go, please go to D-A-Y-T-U-M. Now, a lot of you are going to go, oh, that, that's still around. Uh, yeah, it's still around. Datum. What is Datum? Datum was conceived by Ryan Case and Nicholas Felton. And remember, Nicholas Felton, I think, became somewhat well-known in our circles for like doing these annual reports where he would release these ridiculous amounts of data about his life, like where he traveled, what he did. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, duh. Nicholas Felton has produced yearly tabulations of his life he calls annual reports, I'll put it in notes, since 2005. So Datum is an app, I, I think it's the app that he uses for it. What, what you need to know is that Datum is a way to track stuff, what you did, when it happened. It's the missing link. Like, I, you've heard me talk so many times about like it drives me nuts that I can't drop a marker into... Like, like I just said, like I said, I just got this new dehumidifier and mm -hmm. I ran it for a few days yeah. in our closet. Why don't I have a way to drop a marker in any app, any HomeKit related app, any kind of, why can't I drop a marker that why just says, just, all you want to do is drop a marker. Well, do you understand what I'm saying though? Like it's bananas yeah. to me that the most personal part of personal quantification is saying, I want to, I want you to pay attention to what changed after this. And then this happened. Let's pay attention to what happened after that. Right. So like I have a journal calendar where I write down, this is when medication changed. This is when kids schedule changed at school stuff that I might want to refer back to. Like, I, I can't believe how much of that is still a manual thing. How about this? So datum, you go in and you identify stuff. The examples they give, just go, go do this. You guys, I promise it's going to be worth your while. Uh, every time I drink a coffee, for example, 
I want to hit a button and it'll remember that I had a coffee. What kind of coffee? An espresso. Really? Mm. How much? Eight ounces. Whatever. That's a big espresso. But you follow what I'm saying. Yeah. Ways to quickly quantify. I used to use this, people, the old, the real heads will remember. I used to use this to try and figure out how much, what was the best way for me to do seltzer? Right? But in order for me to understand the best way to do seltzer, like in the easiest example, buying cans versus doing soda stream. Well, that's tricky because prices on cans of soda fluctuate, availability fluctuates. Soda stream, you got to buy the unit. And then, of course, you got to buy the refills for the unit. And I, like, like Chairman Gruber, I way over carbonate with my soda streams. So I could guesstimate based on about how often yeah. I do something, or I could hit a button every time I change my soda stream charger. Okay, just change my soda stream charger. Cool. And it automatically remembers what time I did that, date and time. And I could say, was it the big one or the little one, et cetera. And then Datum will very intuitively generate stuff like what they call displays, which are like little spark lines or charts that say, you know, here's how often you change your soda stream. You can so just go look at this. Okay, new dehumidifier, put it in the closet. I want to figure out not just that it holds 50 pints. I want to figure out in practical terms. If I run this all the time, how often will I need to empty this? Every time I empty it, I say emptied dehumidifier. That generates any manner of different displays that can say stuff like, it's generally two and a half days between you emptying this. You generally have this many coffees each day. You... Uh, use this many um, whatever cubic inches of CO2 in the last year, like whatever it is. So here's, I want to close on a big one. This is why, I mean, I don't know why I, I, it wasn't like I stopped using this app, but like, you know, if you're trying to quit smoking, you're trying to quit drinking, you're trying to remember to do something more, you know, you go to the website, you hit a thing, but guess what? They're still updating the Datum app. And guess what? Mm. Datum now has widgets. That oh, you can drop cool. into, say, your, your day view. What so it's they, called like, today view. What else can they do? What can the widgets do? The most basic one is, you. I mean, it's, it's really, I mean, to call it a widget, and no disrespect to the datum people, it does the most basic thing you would want to do, which is I, you know, uh, what, whatever you call that, slide, mm-hmm. you know, to get over to my today view, and right up there at the top, there's got one, I've got a bu- big button that says empty dehumidifier. And when I hit that, it just marks it down as another time. What was the other one I've been using in here? Um, I can't find it right this second. Um, I would uh, I would implore you all to go and look at this again. Look at Datum again. I feel like it is kind of a missing piece. I, I don't think it's crazy actively developed, but even as old, quote-unquote, as this site is, it still looks beautiful. It still behaves sensibly. I I paid, I think I've paid the whole time for the, the whatever premium account, so you get private stuff, uh, it, it, it just, it really just works. I want to encourage people to go out and have a first or fifth look at datum. Um, it's really, really neat. I used to use it to track my cursing when my kid was first born. When I was trying to stop cursing in front of the kid, I used to tr- use it to track what song was, cause I only, only have like six or eight songs in my head in the morning. Usually right. <laughs> I could track what song was in my head that morning, but the most random thing in the world like, you know, along the lines of, again, Larry trying to find the sound of the smoke detector that's going off. If there's something that happens very sporadically, but you, you know, you wish you could remember to write it down, just make it a little button and you click it and you don't need to think about it again until the day you want to think about it. 
And, and, and the other thing that's been a huge addition, so I didn't, I'm not leaving on that one note. The, the, having buttons in widgets is amazing. The other thing it does is it has attributes for items and for entries. So rather than just saying, like, let's say uh, I don't have a need for this with my dehumidifier, but I could, for example, if I wanted to measure the volume of water that was collected in that amount of time, that could become an attribute for an item or, an, uh, excuse me, an attribute for an entry. Hmm. So yeah, I could say, you know, in the same way that you would want to track how much caffeine you had by how many, to just say you had a coffee is, may not be as meaningful as like how many ounces of coffee, right. how much water you drink, like whatever it is. Check out Datum. It's really good. I'm really glad it exists. It's chock-a-block with Helvetica and uh, it gets uh, Colonel Potter's official okie dokie. Well, there you go. You didn't get to talk about wallets, Dan. Are you going to save it for the next time? Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess. We do, you want, do you want to drop real quick? You want to give a teaser? No. Okay. No, it's that's, too that's important entirely to fair. try and, you know. Well, let's talk about in. something important next week. Yeah, let's do it. Thanks to Squarespace They're for, so uh, for so being sweet. so good. So good. So recommendable. You know, mm-hmm. thanks to Matt Howie. Thanks. Thanks to you. Thanks to Cash. What's the latest? What's the latest movie you watched? We have just started watching the um, All Quiet on the Western Front. The Netflix on one. Netflix. Yeah. He's watching that. Yeah. How far in are you? We are almost I mean, halfway. About. Oh my. I. Oh my goodness. This is well. It's not as bad as as Logan, but um, that was bad, Dan. But holy crap. I, I was shocked because I, I tend to like, I got a sniffer now where I could sniff when something's not from the United States, not because I'm racist, but because <laughs> I don't want to read subtitles. This is a German yes. gritty reboot, Very. like like that book could be grittier, but it's uh, the last days of World War One for a particular guy, Yes, mostly in hmm, the, the Western in, Front. In, in, in the Great War, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, in France. And boy, I said this to uh, Alex the other day. You know, being in a trench in the last days of World War One is, is not, not as sexy. Not as sexy as it sounds. <laughs> they all have beautiful eyes. It's well dubbed, so you won't mind that it's in German. I think. Oh, we're think reading the, the subs. Oh, you do subs? Yeah. Huh. All, I we have. First of all, we'll always like subtitles are always on, no matter. You what. You can get your kid to read a movie. Yeah, for years. I have them flipped on just because Daddy's deaf. Well, not deaf, but that. Sorry, Daddy's not good at hearing, but like. Yeah, so we're watching Better Call Saul. We're just about to wrap Better Call Saul, and I'm savoring. Have each you guys watched? Did you guys watch Breaking Bad first? Mm-mm. I mean, I've really? seen. I think almost all of it. Look, if I can I get feel my like kid, you have to see Breaking Bad before you see Better well, Call Saul. We've seen. I've seen almost all. I think I've seen almost all or all of Breaking Bad. I can't. I've seen to all that. of Breaking Bad two or three times. Well, that's almost like we're different people. No, and, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. I I feel like you have to watch that first so that you get all the little hits that happen. So you can really appreciate in Gus Fring. Better Call Saul. Yes, Lalo. Yeah. Boy, Lalo. Lalo looks like Foxy Matt Berry. You ever notice that? Lalo's amazing. He's got the streak and everything. Mm-hmm. I want to Chinese. Streak. Um, <laughs> Mr. Sinatra, don't remember you being Chinese. <laughs> um, uh, Sexy Matt Berry. And so that's what you're watching. Yeah. <gasps> Oh man, it's intense. Isn't oh, it beautiful? Oh, this is though? another thing I got to mention. This. Listen, listen. Yeah. I have to tell you about the coolest thing. None of no one listening can do this. Okay. But I would like to hear from anyone who maybe has been able to do this because uh it it, it changed it. I'm going to put this into the show notes right now. I should have thought of this before. It's in there now. So 
you're familiar with the movie Nosferatu from... Oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. You're going to go see it with a live band, right? I did that. It's the F- F.W. Murnau movie starring Max Schreck, uh, one of the great silence. If you get a good print of it, oh, boy, a good print really matters. Like with Caligari, uh, the island of Dr. Calamari. You want, if you can find a good print of Nosferatu, oh, my God. So I, so you can, and I'm going to tell you guys how to do it. Okay. So here's, but, but, but don't do it. Was that your preface? No, don't do, do it. it. Do it. Do it. Um, so here's what I, here's what I did. I got to see this thing. They just finished a tour where they've been going around the country for like, I don't know, a year. I don't know what it was. They basically been traveling the country. What these guys do, the name of the band is the Invincible Czars <laughs> and they play music to accompany a screening of the film Nosferatu, which is oh, a beautiful print. So it's not a one-off. It is not. They've been doing it. So they've probably got pretty good cues. Oh, and stuff they are like that. phenomenal. I'll bet. That must and be amazing. This was the most fun that I've had in a movie theater or anything like this in Damn, years. And live years music, and years. not just rock music, but live music. It was like, like a concert. It's so amazing. And it went with the movie. But what was so great about seeing? I'd seen this movie before. I don't know how long ago. And, you know, it's kind of a it's snoozer. A, as, featured, as featured in the uh, the the Queen video, Under Pressure with David Bowie. Yeah, Bowen. that's right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can watch this, but like if you watch it the normal way where it's just like old- All sped up and yeah, scratchy and it's shit. Like weird. Yeah. And like the music is okay. And because the original score, of course, was lost. And it's you're probably watching a bad print and all this other stuff. That is not the case with this. Mm-hmm. They have the best print that they've updated and they don't just play a score with it. They'll do occasionally in a way that is not overdone. They'll do little sound effects or funny little things. But oh, I would love it that. Was, dude, I would it, love the that. whole time I, it's I almost swear, like two shows. <laughs> I was thinking Merlin would freaking love this. Like the whole time I was in there, this was the most Merlin thing I've ever done. I would, I would love that. I would and love to see Metropolis like that. Oh man, they should do that. So here's the thing that's really cool about this is afterwards, you know, they're all set up with their little table and you can like you can buy different like posters and other little things that they do. But what you can do is you can get what they call the Centennial DVD with their, I'm going to put this into the show notes too. Basically, it's a name your own price type situation. A dollar is fine. A five dollars, ten dollars, oh, whatever. Because the movie's probably out of copyright. Oh, right? for a billion years, and so because it's from 1922. Murnau, baby, Murnau. So yeah. you can go to this link that I just put in our show notes, and okay. you can get their very, 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 very high quality uh, rip of this with their musical studio That's recorded so accompaniment neato. to it and it it adds it adds a freshness to the movie it's fun there's like humor in it that i never once even imagined was there before it's there watching it with a live studio audience was great but i watched that with my kid too and he got really into he's 14 he got really into he's like oh man this was hilarious he's like i wish i could have seen this this was great and like anyway so in the show notes, if if this is even a little bit interesting, that's for two centennial DVD. Oh, spend fantastic. a buck, like give these guys a dollar and give download money. It. Come on, you guys. Just because. And so what I did is I downloaded this and I dragged it onto my Plex server, and uh, now I'm able to watch the Nosferatu with this amazing, amazing modern soundtrack. Uh, Merlin, I'm going to send you something. I'll okay. put this in the show notes too. You watch it after, but it's like a little clip of one of the scenes okay, that um, <clears throat> that you can uh, kind of get a feel for what it's all about. I'll put that I in would, the show I notes. would love that. And we'll talk about wallets next time. All right. Um, but 
thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I'm glad you and Cash are doing fun media things. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, well, it's a nice to. thing to do. You yeah. got it. You got to gotta find a way to pass the day. Yeah. You know, it's woof. Okay, um, let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin Man.